Hi and welcome back to What's Brewing. I am your host Disha and uh, before we get into the episode, here's some nice music for you. Okay, so thank you so much for clicking on the episode if you are someone new. I hope you like it. And if you're someone old, then thank you so much for sticking by. So this episode of What's Brewing is a little different because it's going to be a talk that we all never got. Yes, you guessed it right. It's about sex education, but there is a little twist to it. The episode is not going to be about what is sex ed or why do we need it i mean definitely we are going to explore those aspects but this episode will tell you what exactly happens in a sex ed class and for that i have a special guest and her name is karishma she is a sexuality educator and uh, she will be talking about what exactly happens in a sex ed class so the reason why i chose this approach is that we always talk about what is sex ed why do we need it and how can we get it but we never really talk about what exactly happens in a sex ed class and i think that's really important because um unless and until you don't know what to expect in a sex ed class you wouldn't go for it and unless and until you know what exactly is taught in a sex ed class you wouldn't send your kid to it right and um yeah this is just an attempt to uh clear the air let you understand what is taught in a sex ed class for you to trust it more and if you are a parent then please listen to it and if you are um someone of any age and you want to know more about your body about relationships emotions sex or anything like that you should listen to this episode and if you know someone who's your friend family i don't know your neighbor who should listen to this episode then please share it it'll mean a lot Hi Karishma welcome to what's brewing and thank you so much for giving us time to give the talk that we all never got Hi Disha thank you so much for having me today i'm really excited to be here So without delaying anything more let's just get into this episode because i know everyone is super excited about it and also it's super super informative So as we know that there's like always hush hush about sex education and the similar topics like menstruation or pleasure so this episode is going to aim at explaining what exactly is sex sex education and who exactly is a sexuality educator and no one is going to be better than you karishma to explain that so what exactly is a sexuality educator like who exactly is that that's a great question and i think in order to answer who is a sexuality educator we first need to answer what is sexuality education and the reason i say that is also because i've noticed that there are some misconceptions around what sex ed is supposed to be or what people think it might be and so i'm going to just start with a really quick definition of comprehensive sexuality education or cse so cse is an approach for teaching relationships and sexual health awareness to young people from a rights based approach which validates young people's agency their bodily autonomy as well as the diverse identities that they might hold and uh i feel like 
the way that it looks in the classroom is very different from anything I ever received growing up. But basically, it is not just teaching about sex, but it is also teaching about consent and sexual health and healthy relationships and, you know, media versus sexuality and all these other factors which provide a much more holistic view of what sexuality might look like, which is not just biology class. And I think that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the thing we need to remember, right? And with this in mind, I think I come to answering the question, who is a sexuality educator? Anyone who teaches CSE is a sexuality educator. In many places, there will be like courses and stuff to be like a sexuality educator and hold that title. But I'm sure we'll discuss this further. But in India, it looks a little different sometimes. How did you become one? Because I know that you have a different full-time job going on. So how did you decide to become a sexuality educator? Yeah. So for me, it was an interesting story. I went to college in the US at Brown University. And in my first year there, I was acting in a play where the director of the play said, oh, I teach sex ed to high schoolers. And I remember hearing that and like my mind was blown. I was 18, I was fresh out of school myself. And this person said, I teach sex ed to high schoolers. And I was like, wow, like I don't think I even know what that means or what that entails. And less than a year later, I found myself applying to be in the same student group and ended up leading the student group for two years and working very closely with an NGO in the US named Planned Parenthood. And that's where my journey began with sex ed, where it was very much pure sex ed. And um, a lot of my training and experience came from working in schools and Uh, high schools in the U.S. with the help of Planned Parenthood. After graduating, I worked as a teacher for a while, and then I had to end up leaving that job because of COVID and coming back to India and whatnot, like all sorts of unexpected things happened. But I found myself wanting to go down the sexual educator route. And I started by just like researching the space, taking a few more classes, certifications online, things like that. And that's kind of how I decided to take to Instagram and start to teach primarily through Instagram, but also doing like a lot of things in the virtual space, working with student groups, working, teaching my own workshops and webinars and things like that. Like one uh, conversation with someone led to all of this and I'm so glad that this happened because in India like you mentioned uh, sexuality education like itself is a different thing a course which will teach someone to become a sexuality educator is I I couldn't find any course like that like while I was doing research for this episode I think I found a handful of them some NGOs offering and probably one college in Pune which is uh, university affiliated and probably uh, offers a course similar to this but um, yeah I mean it's very very less in India so what is the situation like if someone wants to get into this sec- how are they going to apply for it like if you could help us understand or how was it like for you 
Yeah, absolutely. So I would start with saying exactly what you said, right? Like it's not organized. There isn't one government mandated course or sort of certificate the way that would be for like counseling, psychology or something like that, right? And so with sexuality education, the space is disorganized. And I don't necessarily look at that as a bad thing. Like NGOs offering courses is better than no courses at all and the reason why sexuality educators like me have to kind of find our own way in our training and our skills is because the traditional structures and systems have failed us (laughs) repeatedly not only at the school level but also as we get older and like try and pursue knowledge about this field right and so the way that sexuality educators end up looking, especially in India, end up being like people who have different, different specializations. So some people are doctors who started to teach on the side. Some people are um, psychologists who have a sexuality education piece to their work. Some people are like me, just like people who are self-taught or some have taken courses and Yeah, so what I'm seeing is there's a diversity. There's some are teachers, some are parents. And a lot of the work has been done by grassroots NGOs in India. One of the big ones is Tarshi. And Tarshi has online courses that they offer. I did one of their online knowledge certifications as well. And there's a few other NGOs like Enfold and stuff. But none of these courses like actually give you complete like start to finish facilitation training teacher training you know prep you for every possible age group and things like that right and the one university affiliated course that I do know of which is two years long is from the people I know who've done that course and they've only offered it like a couple years so far the people who've done it actually have really bad things to say about it. I'm not going to take its name, but if you find this course and you're listening, uh, be careful is all I'm saying and do your research. And so what ends up happening is like people self-teach or do a smatching of these courses or they go abroad. And a lot of people end up doing courses and certifications also from abroad of course that's not an option for everyone and it's turned out to be really really expensive even in the U.S. like a course which is a couple of hours not even a course a class which is a couple of hours could be like $300 to take with plant parenthood and I was like no way you can't pay money like that especially if you're doing work that isn't necessarily organized or formal in that sense everything you said made made so much sense because like the NGOs that are offering, yes, they are um, letting people do a specialization of their own where they focus on one thing. But um, the fact that we don't have a structured education for this thing is concerning. And that brings me to the second part of this episode is that why do we really need this profession to be there? Why do we really need this course to be there? So In my research, I found out that India has over 2.3 million people in past 15 years who who are affected with HIV or AIDS infection. And there are a lot of men and women who have strong knowledge against the HIV and AIDS 
infection and that's that's not just it there are so many rural women who are still suffering because of this i mean i know when you started talking about what exactly is sex ed i remember you mentioning it's not just about sex it's so much more than that it's about consent it's, a, it's about uh, other different things and there are rural women who are getting who are becoming pregnant super soon because they are not aware of all the protections and preventions that are there so it just brings it to this one question that why do we really need sex education in india and why do we really need this profession right now yeah absolutely that's a really good question and i think it's not just rural, rural women i think everyone is completely unaware of how bodies function how pregnancy yeah, happens yeah. how to prevent pregnancy all of those things i i think that urban rural divide almost melts away in some ways where like in fact i feel like in rural areas the government really really pushes down contraceptive methods um onto marginalized communities but young people in urban spaces don't always have that conversation at all and so i'll start with that right like there's the whole contraception piece there's so much this our population is huge and whether or not 100% of that population was planned for is a different question right Yeah. then you've already mentioned hiv prevalence stds or an or sti sexually transmitted infections are super common people don't even realize how common something like herpes is because there's so little conversation about it there's so much stigma people don't get tested some studies estimate that like 50% of the population has some type of herpes probably and doesn't even know it right and uh, numbers in the us do represent one in two people under the age of 25 have had an sti of some sort and so i think those two are really big pieces but also india ranks really poorly on any sort of list or ranking about safety for women and i think Thank a you. large part of that yeah a large part of that is a lack of consent education a lack of awareness around gender norms gender equality and it goes a step further right it's not just about men and women we need to include the lgbtq plus community which while 377 has been repealed and um there is legally more room for people to be gay today in society we just still don't have structures and supports that support lgbtq plus people yeah. and sexuality education would cover all these things and so much more i literally half my inbox is filled with people asking how do i increase the size of my penis or <laughs> how do i <laughs> how do i have an orgasm from women i get that a lot and questions like that come from just a place of a lack of knowledge but also watching porn in yeah. a and yeah. studies have shown this also that like young people who now growing up have access to cell phones and the internet and um are able to google their questions or even just stumble upon pornography the average age is estimated to be like 14 years so if a 14 year old stumbles upon pornography and has no adult to speak with their only source of information is pornography and they're going to think that every single person has huge penis large breasts uh 
everyone's white. Everyone's and there's no room the for same. consent. There's probably everything is like yeah. happening like that. And condom yeah, use is not really part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no one talks about contraception. Like there's so much about pornography that is not real life. So basically what I'm saying is this is a really long-winded answer to saying that like young people will be exposed to sexuality regardless of whether we give them the education and they end up being exposed to a lot of mixed and confusing messages when they don't have trusted adults to speak with and that's why like uh, having trained professionals who can really dedicate their life to getting to know what are the questions young people have how do i research these topics because sexuality educators are not doctors doctors are meant to diagnose an illness and it ends there right but something like sexuality you need an understanding of your body and of your mind and of relationships and it almost like clubs together psychology and counseling and being a teacher and being a doctor and sometimes almost being a parent you know there's just like so many different different uh, aspects to it which need to be covered and that's why like formalizing the space is very very important because there's just no way to ensure that every single educator out there right now is say coming at it from a rights based approach or that they are providing scientifically accurate information to people right yeah and yeah so that's why it's really really important because what what, what a young person hears about sex or sexuality could affect the way they perceive sex and sexuality for the rest of their lives uh, this also uh, brings me to this one thing that i had when i was growing up so i did not know what exactly happens in sex because no one really told me about it in my school the reproduction chapter was always uh, skipped and uh, there was no conversation about it at all and i just did not know what happens like for a very very long very long time i i'm probably ashamed to even say that i got to know about it probably 3 4 years back but yeah it took me mm. a long time to really know what exactly happens so yeah i mean it's very 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 important because there are a lot of kids like that who are now having mobile phones with them and it's it's just a click away to know what exactly it is and if they don't get the right information then it can spoil a lot of things so it brings me to why people are so scared about sex ed and there's so much stigma around it the moment we talk about it people just shy away or get uncomfortable not just the people who are taking the class also the people who are sending their kids for it so it's very very important to understand what exactly is taught in sex ed classes so because you are someone who has taken such classes i mean i know there are different aspects to it because like you mentioned there are sex ed classes for peer groups and there are sex ed classes for teenagers and there there could be some mm-hmm. family planning sex ed classes so what exactly happens what are the different types and what exactly happens in that probably help people understand sex ed is not just about sex so i'll start with just this fact that like sex ed is needs to be i'm not saying it always is but it needs to be age appropriate right and a good sex educator or a good class will take that into account so a sex ed class being taught to someone who's 6 years old might simply include bodily autonomy 
who's allowed to touch my body, who's not allowed to touch my body. Can I name my body parts, including my genitals? But a sex ed class for someone who's in middle school might look like talking about puberty. What is, what are periods? What are erections? What is, why is there hair on my body? Things like that. And then a sex ed class for someone in high school, early high school, uh, like nearing their, nearing the age of 18, for example, would be taught about contraception, about STIs. Sex ed classes do not cover technique. They do not tell young people to go out and have sex. They do not encourage sex in any way at all. And nor do they say, don't do it, it's very bad. And the reason why they don't say, don't do it, it's very bad is because the classes or like people recognize that, especially with teenagers, when you tell them not to do something, yeah, it gets just, all the more yeah. intriguing, <laughs> exciting. Yeah. And that's not that's not helpful. Telling someone Absolutely. to not do something that's is not probably helpful. why having uh, like a lot of parents don't know how to do this conversation. I mean, I know that they are not right. Uh, like the right people. I mean, not just them, anyone for that matter. They don't have the right knowledge about uh, a certain thing. They can't teach about it as well. That's the mm, reason why mm. we have sexuality educators. But yeah, I mean, when there are parents having a conversation right. about uh sex like I know there are very few parents like that but whoever is there they just tell her don't do it I mean when I had a conversation with my mom it was not that she initiated it rather I initiated I was like mm. hey so like what is this what is that what is abortion what happens here what yeah. happens here? blah 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 and when she was talking um she was initially uncomfortable but yeah I mean eventually she was comfortable because she, she saw me being comfortable but uh, because mm. I am from a media background, I know I have studied a little bit right. of psychology. I'm aware of how parents are. So I did not take her no that she was like, yeah, okay. I mean, this is okay. This happens in uh, like when young people do this and it's fine. It's completely normal. But when it came to me, she was mm. like, no, no, you can't do it. <laughs> and I mean, that right. I understand she comes from a parent. Yeah. So I could understand. But yeah, I mean, not no, but even... Even parents can be having the same conversations with their with their young children, yeah. um, and should be having the same conversations and doing the research about how to have these conversations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if a if a yeah, like that should not have been on you to have started that conversation, right? Like your I know exactly. It's, it's on the parents exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when you tell someone to not do something, it's not enough. You need to instead explain, like, here are the risks involved. Here are all the ways you can do it safely if you want to do it. And, you know, here's the legality aspect of it. Here's the healthy relationship aspect of it. Because at the end of the day, like, having someone's safety in mind is more important than, like, the to me at least, the, the moral values that might be attached in society with sex right yeah. and I think a lot of stigma around sex ed exists because people think sex is dirty and impure but if people just shift their mindset to think of sex as just something that a lot of people in the world do as part of their daily lives um it's really like it's just another act like brushing your teeth it's not anything yeah. special are yeah. different other than what societal weight we put on it. And um, yeah, so I think people think that sex ed is really 
weird or gross or uncomfortable because they think that we're telling young people to go out and have sex and that we're teaching them all these wrong or bad habits. But in reality, we're teaching them good things. We're teaching them how to be safe. We're teaching them how to take care of their emotions, their bodies, all of those things. And not only that, like they've done multi-country surveys that have found that good sex education and being informed about the risks involved with sex actually delays how early someone has sex. And it also delays uh, the, the rate of teenage pregnancy in that, or not delays, reduces the rate of teenage pregnancy in those places that are having good sex ed. And so I would say like overall, people have a lot of misunderstanding and misconceptions. And if as a parent or as a decision maker in a young person's life, you're unsure about you know, sending your young person to a sex ed class, like definitely speak with the teachers about what is going to be covered before you make a decision. Yeah, it's like a prep class that they need to also have before sending their kid to the sex ed classes because I know it's very important because no one is sure about it because like we don't even talk about sex so forget about talking about what exactly is taught in a sex ed class so I'm super glad that you could kind of clear the air and if anyone is listening to this who is a parent or who's someone who's uh, a decision maker in a child's life then they should definitely understand what exactly goes in a class what exactly is taught in a class and also adding to everything that you said um how sex education reduces teenage pregnancies and um, delays the age in which young people have sex. It also, uh, I read somewhere that it also reduces sexual uh, abuse. People understand, like, Mm -hmm. understand what exactly is consent and then they don't really do what they are not supposed to do. I mean, it just makes people understand what exactly is consent and not, I mean, not just physical consent and also a lot of other things. Like you can't just send a dick pic to someone on the internet like that. Mm. I mean, like there are boundaries and a lot of times people forget all of those. So uh, I guess that kind of explained everything in brief about sex ed and what exactly is taught in that and why do we need it. So I really hope this episode helps people understand it. It's like a prep class for them who are going to go into a sex ed class. So thank you so much, Karishma, for doing this class with us and explaining everything so nicely. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to take a step back and think about it from a career perspective, but also to talk to a few more people about why sex ed is important. And for those of you listening, do follow my Instagram at TalkYouNeverGot for more sex ed content. So yeah, that was it. Um, I hope you liked the episode. And if you did, then please share it with your friends, family, neighbor, anyone you think will get benefited from the episode because I really want this episode to be helpful as much as it can. And um, just to make things a little bit different, um, I want to know your first sex ed story if you are taking a class or if it was with your parent or if it was with your friend how was it like like how's your first conversation about sex been like um you can email me the same on the email address that's in the description box or you can reach out to me on my instagram as well so yeah thank you so much for listening and see you in the next episode and until then i will keep you thinking what's growing next